This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Good morning. Frank is just fumbling around, but we'll be fine. <laughs> it's going to be one of those oh. one of those mornings. Yeah, it right. sure is. There we are. There we are. Well, Welcome. it was all because of your outfit today <laughs> that Blame I was my I was thrown completely. <laughs> Charlie walks in here and she's got because of Canada Blooms. It's all about Canada Blooms. It is, right She's now. She's got this wild hat on. It's a hard, a hard hat. hat. But it's festooned with plastic flowers. Faux, darling, faux. faux. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> faux. F-A-U-X. Faux flowers. Well, I can't put real flowers on my hard no. hat. They would start to droop pretty quick. You know, I have to do a little shout-out here. Yes. Okay? I know. Okay. Di and I had some medical stuff happening uh, last Monday. We went for our checkup and... As well, we went uh, and had some blood samples taken, okay, over at Toronto Western Hospital. And while getting the shots and so forth, uh, we met uh, Luz, a wonderful nurse. Turns out she is a huge fan of AM740. And uh, so I just I promised her to give her a big shout-out. So, Luz, thank you for the needles. I got the point. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh. Well said. Yes, well said. And you wanted to do a little shout-out here, too. Well, I just want to say, you know, happy International Women's Day to all the women there in the world. You. Well, there's I'll a lot join you of cool that. things going on with, uh, you know. Hey, events. James, you and I should. All right, to all the gals out there, hello. Gals, women, and women, women, and you, you, my friend. I'm happy a... Gals Day. God, God from Almighty. Frank. She's, <laughs> like, what she's... is that? <laughs> it's one friendly guy talking to another friendly woman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you haven't even mm. seen this yet or heard of it, I don't think. What? The 24, uh, 2014 Festivals and Events Level of Distinction Award winners have just been announced. Okay. And Provincial organization recognized industry leaders. Do you know who's first on the list? Canada Blooms. No, really? I, I kid you oh, not. Oh, yeah, Festival and Events. Yeah. yeah. Distinction Award. Yes, indeed. So why are we talking about Canada Blooms? Well... Okay, right now, today, Saturday, March 8th, is the first day of const- real construction at the yeah. show. And, of course, myself as the horticultural director, uh, I'm very involved in the construction of the show. And early this morning, I dropped by to meet up with the Dream Team, who are working away in my absence. <laughs> and uh, they're unloading trailers full of trees and shrubs and roses and sorting them all out, staging them in preparation yeah. to get moved into the gardens, which are 
just still being constructed. They're just really starting. Um, and I am dressed rather oddly. And James is going to take a photograph of, oh, yeah, right, of my fluorescent vest and uh, my really cool hard hat. I have to put blinders on when I'm doing the show today. All right. You. Quick announcements. We, or do we have time? I guess we do. We have some time just for a few minutes here. Remember, today in the city of London, um, there is a Seeds of Diversity presenting a CD Saturday. Of course, 10 until 3 p.m. That's the a seed exchange. You bring some of your seeds, you swap, or you can purchase, obviously. Uh, and this is, we're getting to that time of year, right? We've got to start planting our seeds. Spring is coming. You all got right? it. Oh, it was, yes. Was, was yesterday gorgeous? Oh, it was terrific. It was the best. James is over the, over the we're moon. We're all like grinning yeah. from ear to ear yesterday. I mean, I was out in a T-shirt almost. It felt so warm. It was only two below. Actually, it was, I think, two above. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, whoa, hot. So that CD Saturday in London at the Carling Heights Optimist Community Center. The Agent Court Garden Club has their general meeting this Monday, 8 p.m. Uh, Gloria Brooks is presenting the Chelsea Flower Show. They meet, of course, at the Knox United Christian Education Center, 2575 Midland Avenue in Asian Court. This Wednesday, the Burlington Horticultural Society is holding their general meeting. This is at 7.30 p.m. at the Senior Center, 2285 New Street in Burlington. The speaker is Stacy Hickman. Uh, she's an entomologist on the topic of Battle of the Bugs. All are welcome, which brings up an interesting point. I did get an email from somebody saying, do you think all this really cold weather might have killed off some of the bugs? Absolutely. Saw a great special on that on the, on the tube, and, and it did. does. Beetles. Uh, there was a thing about the stink, the stink bugs yeah. uh, in Virginia. They were able to show, because they actually do monitor them over the winter, and they were able to show that 95% of a, a hugely expanding population has just gotten knocked off this winter. That is great. So we've got fingers crossed, you know, the emerald ash borers have suffered. It's not just the, the low temperatures, it's the duration of the cold mm-hmm. and the depth of the frost level in the ground. Think of all the grubs that got killed oh, off. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. you know, they only go as deep as they they think they need to go, and if the frost went deeper, they're they're toast. They're not such good climatologists. They, well, you never know, right? Kind of, I don't know if anybody's monitoring that. Like, do they know to go deeper? In is advance? there a head grub that kind of takes the? You know, <laughs> hmm. All right, boys. Yeah. <laughs> we all point at Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <clears throat> now, James Patrick Dooley. Yes. On the other side of the yes, board here, laughing in the background. Buttons, yes. the pusher, and all that. <laughs> um, he pusher. is ready to talk. Because we, he's already talked to a couple of folks mm-hmm. who are already lined up to speak with you, yes. Charlie, yes. the host of the show. Good point. Uh, I am uh, simply the minion, the uh, undergardener, yep. or I'll... the sous chef, if you will. Yep. Yep. Okay, but I have to go with the phone numbers. Good see, idea. We've... Yeah. Never thought of really, that. Really, really. How can people call us? <laughs> okay, here we go. If you're calling from Toronto area, 416-360-0740, or anywhere else in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And, of course, if you're a first-time caller, let James know. He will inform me, and you shall hear... Yes, get your wings uh, for the Garden Show. And our mantra, call early, call often, one question per call. Well done. Thank you very My much. My goodness, you've I been am. practicing. Yes, I oh, am. Oh, undergardener. Uh, oh, undergardener. <laughs> you could almost be a member of the dream team. Well, actually, well, almost be a member of the dream team. Maybe, maybe I'd say you would be a member of the dream team, actually. <laughs> I'm trying. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, I'm, I'm deciding whether that's a huge honor or not. Yeah, yeah. In well, the meantime, though, it is. Trust me. 
Yeah. Okay. We got to get scooting here, but coming back to talk to uh, Sharon and Brenda and others. Uh, when you make your call, uh, be happy. Sh- show your voice with a smile to James Patrick Dooley, and we'll take it from there. Okay. Back in a moment. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Well, let's uh, lay out a big welcome here on The Garden Show to Sharon from West Lorne, all set to speak to Charlie. Hi, good morning, Sharon. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Morning, Um, Sharon. It's a nice morning so far, anyway. Uh, I'd like to talk about uh, my Christmas cactus. Mm-hmm. I was wondering about how to um, take some slips off it. Uh-huh. It's quite an old one. It's this, the uh, main stems are about, oh, maybe a nickel in, in size, um, and it's starting to get new uh, leaves on the ends of some of the uh, things, but right. it's starting to look kind of dowdy, and I'd like to keep it. Um, it was my mum's, and I... Kind of. Mm-hmm. When was uh, the last time, Sharon? When when was the last time you gave it some fresh soil, a new pot with new oh, soil? Yeah, for a long, long time. That's it's why. It's been about a, a ten-inch pot, tenner. Okay, well, that's you wouldn't want to get bigger than that, but no. that's probably why it's looking a bit dowdy. It's oh, it, it's yeah, probably it, it struggling. I put, it out, I put it out, oh, maybe the end of May after you know there's no frost, and I bring it in about the end of September. Uh, when it starts to start budding, and that's about a sixteenth of an inch that you can see the buds, okay. and um, it didn't really. It, it, it had about two flowers on it this year. Oh well. Okay, so keep in mind that you can uh, fertilize to add some nutrient to the soil, and that will help the plant look better, grow better, set more flowers. However, uh, that's that's a short term way to help the plant. Uh, better to give it. Better soil, fresh soil, something that's you know a medium that will provide some more than just the fertilizer, which is to say you should be fertilizing at this time of year, but it is a good time to also be transplanting. I'd go out of the original pot, scrub the pot, go back into the same pot with some fresh soil around the leaves, around the roots, I should say. And if you want to do some propagating, with sharp scissors, you can just, where the segments are very clearly delineated, Break off or cut off sections of branches, and those will become your new plants. You just sit them out on some newspaper for a couple of days. The the cut end will will seal itself off, and very quickly roots will start to grow, and you'll get those into some soil, and you'll have new plants. Very well, easy to propagate. Them out first, then. Yes, dry them before you try and get roots. Dry I them see. before you go into I soil, and don't go into water. Whatever you do, <laughs> okay. Okay, well, thank you very much. Thanks, Sharon. Okay, have a good day. All right, Sharon, thank you for joining us here on the show. The Garden Show, broadcasting live on AM 740 from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. And uh, let's say hi to Brenda. And as I do, I'll let you know a couple of lines are open right now. So give us a call at 416-360-0740 or anywhere else in the province. Toll free, 1-866-740-740. Four seven forty and Brenda in Dundas. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, you guys. You're so funny. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you. I think Frankie should have a hat. Hat. I should have a hat. Like a hard well, hat. Well, yeah. a proper hat with primroses on it. Right. Primroses. That's a great <laughs> idea. He would look good in primroses. <laughs> and, uh, if I know Charlie, she's just a pointed hat. <laughs> Form fitting, she would say. In I the think. corner, yeah. I'd be saying. Uh, um, <laughs> So I have a friend called Audrey, mm-hmm. and 
while I was in her garden, I saw these lovely little blue flowers. Mm-hmm. And she'd given me the seeds just the other day, mm-hmm. and they're called larkspur. Mm-hmm. And what I want to know is, do I scatter them? Do I plant them? When, where, and what, what to do with them, Charlie? Okay, so you have two options with this plant. You can. Sorry? S- you have two options. Okay. One is to start the seeds indoors. The other is to direct sow the seeds outdoors. Right. Right. So, do you have quite a number of seeds? Because I'd be inclined to try both. There's a, there's a whole packet full. There's, there must be hundreds in there. Oh gosh, you get plenty. So, this is the time now that you could be. Uh, do you have a sunny windowsill or a place where you could? Yes, I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now is the time you can be getting some trays. Uh, you know, for the purpose of putting some seeding soil into seeding mix, because that's always a bit of a finer mix than a regular potting soil. You'll vary. Um, Carefully sprinkle the seeds, not, you know, I'm not sure if you've ever done any seeding before, but with small seeds, there's a tendency to put way too many in, in well, the, I've, I've the pot. Well, I've done seeds before, and they, they tend to go leggy. I have better luck if I do it outside. Right. And the legginess is because of lack of light. Mm. So that's that important southern window or western window. Uh, so that's why we don't start seeds too early if we don't have a really good bright spot to I grow them. I think what I'd do is try some indoors mm-hmm. and leave some for outdoors. Exactly. Perfect yeah. idea. And so outdoors... Happened, do, you, do you just scatter them on the ground? Do you have to prepare the ground or anything? Well, yes, you should... De- well, prepare the ground in the sense of removing any other competition, whether it's weeds or other plants. Mm. So you've got a nice seed bed, if you will, naked mm. soil. You've broken up the soil. Of course, the soil has to be fairly warm before we even try to do any of these things, or at least thawed and not super soggy. Yeah. And yeah. then, yeah, just sprinkle on the surface. Mark out the area where you've sprinkled those seeds. And keep an eye, if we're not getting spring rains... Do keep the area damp so that when the seedlings do start to grow, you can see them coming up and thin as necessary. And they seem to, when I saw them growing, they're like little tiny delphiniums. Yes, exactly. And they seem to be growing in either shade, sun. It didn't seem to bother them. Depending on what kind of variety, typically delphiniums do best in sun, sunny locations, well-drained soils. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? There's uh, 101 different kinds of delphiniums, and it could oh. be that what she's got is something that's one of the wilder varieties mm. that is a little more able to withstand whatever she said conditions. I'll be sorry because they, uh. <laughs> because they spread like weeds, but I just liked them. <laughs> okay, okay, so there you are. Heads up on that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, thank you. Thanks I'll, for I'll your try call. both. All right. Thank you, Brenda. And uh, take care of all in Dundas there listening in to AM740, the garden show on the air. And we have to take a little bit of a break right now. All righty. And we'll be back to talk to Yushi in Toronto in just a moment. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got the garden show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM740. Well, as you're enjoying your first cup of coffee of the day, maybe as uh, are we here in the studio. Really? It's your uh, first cup? But, yeah, it is, I'm actually. I'm up to about my fourth. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, you would be. Over, you know, slugging things out there over at the you got it. Uh, Canada Bloom site. <laughs> Meantime, uh, the folks are on the line waiting to have a chat with you. Ushi from Toronto, good morning and welcome. Am I pronouncing your name correctly? Not quite. It's Deutsch. It's German. Oh, yeah. It's Ushi. Ushi. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because it's short for Ursula. And when we first came to Canada, my aunt registered me as Sheila. Oh, interesting. It's horrible, you know, because I'm number three. My mother's still alive, and uh, and I have a cousin in Poland, so I'm multilingual. But the thing is, I have a really 
sad story to tell you about my backyard and my lilac bushes. Because my mom brought them with my in my dad's car from Montreal, and they were beautiful once upon a time. But the Colorado spruce. I have a small property mm-hmm. in Toronto. Mm-hmm. It's twenty five feet wide. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's at the rear of the garden. But I had I had it done professionally by a landscape architect. In fact, he learned from me because I'm also an architectural designer. Mm-hmm. I used to do buildings so they could build uh, banks and so on. Yep. Anyway, so he said, oh, you know, so I even bought it. I, you know, I paid 500 bucks for a real slab of granite. Nice. I said, my ex can't take that away. <laughs> I'm not kidding because no he kidding. took me through the divorce courts and everything. But I feel really sad about my lilacs. Tell us, yes. I talked to you about them last year, mm-hmm. and you said... If they don't get any air, they get that funny thing on the leaves. And I had to cut back one of the Colorado spruce because originally I tried to cut them back, but it's a really odd space to to water because there's a little bit of a garage. Mm -hmm. You know, and that backyard, I don't even want to go there at night because of the raccoons. Oh, I know, yeah. They live in my garage. It's horrible. (laughs) Anyway, so the, the problem is... I think my mother will forgive me because I think I have to cut them down. Who the lilacs? Yeah. Okay, so they're not the raccoons, no. Yeah. Like in 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 Montreal, you know, like we had them up north at our Laurentians, they didn't grow that well. Mm-hmm. But she has. My mother learned a lot, you know. Like in those days, they didn't t- send people to learn English. Mm-hmm. So she herself bought her little set of encyclopedias, and mm-hmm. I used to be her little Joe girl, you know. So you learned and I, along finally, with her. When I got a driving license, I was her chauffeur because <laughs> my mother never learned to drive. So yeah. we went to nurseries, and I learned how to do everything, you know. Cool. And it breaks my heart because um, she doesn't recognize me, and she just... She turned 97 in October. Oh, amazing. Well, that's well, so you know, listen, she, so Ursula, going back to the Ushi, lilacs. Ushi, Ushi. 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 Because, oh, sorry. I, I wrote down the Ursula because you no, told no, me no, that's your real name. I know, Ushi. I got it. I got it. Sorry, my mistake. My middle name is Gabriel, but some people don't even want to honor me with Gabriel. Okay, but going back to the lilacs. That would work, too. Going back to the lilacs, question of powdery mildew, too much shade because the spruce is so big and lack of air, which we discovered last summer. What's your options? Moving the lilacs, they're probably so old you couldn't move them. Cutting them down and composting them is always an option. But consider maybe taking some cuttings because as those plants start to grow in the spring, June kind of time frame, perfect time to take six to eight inch tip cuttings from the branches of the you know growing shrubs and at that point, eliminate the, the main mother plants, keep the cuttings, root them, just in some water or some moist sand, and then find a sunnier spot on your property. If that's not possible, perhaps there's a family member who could take those. Because when, when a plant comes through the family from a, from a homestead, I think it's really great if you can maintain it. Maintain the genetics in the family. I think it's, if it can be done, it'd be a great idea. So best Say of luck. again what I should do. Cuttings in take cutting tip cuttings six to eight inches long in June, or in just June, a, you mean I can't I should see I was thinking of getting rid of them completely right and then you would get rid of them but I just think if you can maintain some of the plants it would be great otherwise you see, they have grown they 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 cover almost the whole back area. And I love looking out. I call it my bird's nest because I live in the basement, but my bedroom's upstairs. Yeah, yeah. 
and I love looking at the flowers. And you said that once it has that horrible thing on the leaves, that you know they're they're no longer good. Well, no, the ho- the horrible stuff on the leaves is happening because it's too shady and the air is not moving. So the point is to have those plants do well. They need to go in a sunny open airy location and i'm just thinking maybe one of your family members could take some cuttings and then you eliminate the plants if you don't have sun and wind on your property in toronto so thanks a lot for your call and best of luck okay and on we go to more callers here in the garden show valerie from mississauga hello valerie welcome to the show thank you very much morning you guys are very entertaining. I look forward to it every Saturday morning. <laughs> you, great. You would be even... I acknowledge the entertainment's fun. Okay, thanks. If we had a camera in here, you'd be even more entertained, trust yes, me. Yes, I bet I would. <laughs> but I enjoy 740 radio station yeah. as well. It's just wonderful. It is. We love it, too. Mm-hmm. Now, my question is about the Rose of Sharon. Mm-hmm. Rose of Sharon, yep. And what do I, when do I trim it? In the spring. In the spring. I thought I heard you say that one other time, but yeah. I wanted to be sure. Uh-huh. Rem- Rose of Sharon is one of the last shrubs to leaf out in the spring. Mm-hmm. So we often think that it's dead. You know, everything's right. blooming and leafing out and the birds are singing and there's our Rose of Sharon sitting there doing nothing. Mm-hmm. I look- thought it was gone. Yeah, and you look really closely and you'll see little tiny green leaves, <laughs> little green buds that are ready to grow. Typically, mm-hmm. Rose of Sharon are also covered in s- dried up seed heads from last year where mm-hmm. the flowers were. So it's at that point that we do our trimming. So like it, it, depending on the kind of spring we have, it could be April, it could be May. Mm-hmm. But at that point, you just trim as much as you need to or want to off that plant mm-hmm. and trim to an outward, trim to a bud that's facing outward on the plant so that the new growth will grow to the outside and not all grow to the inside and get all tangled up. Oh, great. Okay. okay. That's great. And do I have to fertilize them with anything? I think it's a great idea to top dress all of our gardens with a good quality organic uh, compost, whether it's homemade compost or remember last year I was talking about the duck compost I was using. Oh, yeah. From yeah. Uh, a duck. Well, it's actually from a company called Pick-A-Mix, but they, they're near a duck farm and it's the bedding from the ducks that's oh. been composted down. And it's amazing stuff. Put a, an inch of that on every garden and it looks like mulch, but it's actually, you know, giving out all kinds of great nutrients and improving the soil's quality like crazy. So I would do that. Where the heck would you buy that? I was going to say that. Okay, well, yeah. it is the company that I get it from and they're going to, I'm sure they'll be at Canada Blooms. Mm-hmm. We co-locate with the National Home Show. So the National Home Show is a huge show with hundreds of exhibitors and that's where I met this company so the company is Pick P I C K a Mix M I X. Okay. I'm pretty sure I'm right. It's Pick a Mix. On the web, you can order any all kinds of great different organic based soils or some of these composts. And like I said, I first met them at the Home Show slash Canada Blooms two years ago. <laughs> And, and uh, when is that the Home Show? Canada? It, uh, it all starts this next Friday in six days. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, well, that's, that's great. We're building it as we speak. Oh, that's wonderful. All right. Well, I hope to see you there. Okay. And I, I will introduce myself. You back. too. Thanks, Please Valerie. Please do. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoy your show and you too. Excellent. We Thank appreciate that. Thank you very that. much. Thank you so much. Okay, Valerie. Bye-bye. There's Valerie in Mississauga. That means the line's open now for you to call in 416-360-0740 or anywhere else in the province, toll-free 1-866-740-740. 
888-528-4740. I'm surprised we haven't had a, a first-time caller as yet. Usually we've yeah. been able to ring that bell at least once by this time. You, but, you know, well, uh, it's nice James, to James, do getting... you ask people? You do. Yeah, so I mean, they, okay. okay no. Well, I, I re- oh, definitely recognize do Sharon. Do not suggest that he's not doing his job <laughs> properly. Oh, he's <laughs> very on, sensitive. On air, yeah, very really. sensitive. How mean was that? <laughs> Kathleen in Toronto. Good morning and welcome to the show. Here's Charlie. <laughs> he's actually talking about himself. Hi. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Both of you, I love your show. Thank you. I am a first-time caller. Oh, well, there you go. Just a second here. Oh, look at at how embarrassed James is. His face is bright (laughs) red. (laughs) But I do listen to you every Saturday, and I learn so much. Thank you for that, and welcome. Thank you. And I do love Corona Blooms. Anyway, I'm... I have a new, I just put in a new bed mm-hmm. at the side of the cottage uh, last fall. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, I'm going to put perennials in there, some grasses and whatever. Mm-hmm. How deep and what kind of soil should I really look at? Well, where's your cottage? Uh, just outside of Aurelia. Mm, okay. So your soil, if, and is it a sunny location? Yes. Part sun, part, part sun. most a lot of shade. A lot of shade. So remember, for the plants to thrive, you want to pick plants that will thrive in those conditions. Yes. So we love our ornamental grasses, but generally speaking, most of them want as much sun as you can give them. Okay. That's when they really thrive. I mean, there are a few. Some of the they're called the carex or the sedges. They don't grow very tall, but they'll grow in the shade. Obviously, things like hostas, etc. You need a depth. I always like to think. The optimal depth with perennials would be 12 to 18 inches deep. But even if you can go, you know, 10 to 12 inches deep, you're probably good. Okay. However, it's got to be a good soil. The native soil in that area will not be great. So you'll need to really amend it. And that's where we go again to the organic-based composts. Okay. So it could be, a, you know, homemade, could be bagged, could be, um, like I was just talking about that duck compost. That's delivered either in, you know, bags you can pick up and carry, 30-liter bags, or... Or in a big one cubic foot bag that is dropped onto your driveway. So all of it, uh, but do you just put anything other than the organic base compost? To before you do your planting, yeah. uh, that's all you do. Um, the one thing you can do when you're first planting up new plants into a new bed is have on hand a transplanter fertilizer. I use that. Yeah, yeah and use that to water as you're as you're planting, and then. You know, it kind of depends. When you're near a cottage or near lakes, I wouldn't use a lot of synthetic fertilizers. You're going to get runoff of nitrogen and phosphorus yeah, into your yeah, water table, yeah, no, no. and you don't want that. No. I would rather just work with, you know, the plant will figure it out. It will find nutrients, assuming you make them available. And if you make them available using good quality soil, ultimately, for the long-term health of the environment and your garden, you're going to be better, more ahead. Yeah, they just dumped some soil from a garden center, and I'm going to have oh, to okay. replace it next year. Why? Because I, 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 didn't, I don't think it's any, it's good. Oh, why? Because I think it's just black earth. That's okay. So Bla- just, that's okay. Black earth is okay. Just, just add the organic-based ba- compost. In. That's right. So use your black earth as your, as your base, oh. and then to that you will add, you could add composted manure, you could add compost you know something yes, yes you know yes. something that's actually you know you can get some really cool like composted seaweed and like i'm using this duck bedding called you know duck compost there's okay. all kinds of interesting things out there but a manure whether it's a you know sheep manure cow manure in my case duck manure all these manures are actually are full of all kinds of nutrient that well, slowly I thank, I thank you very much available. and i really do appreciate you giving oh. me so much 
Even though I belong to a garden club, I learned so much. Excellent. Well, thanks again for calling. Thank you again to both of you, and have a good day. All righty. Bye-bye, Kathleen. Thank you for those unsolicited comments. Yes, Yes. exactly. Emphasis on the unsolicited. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, James, I'm sure, primes him saying, (laughs) Say nice things. Really say nice stuff. Yeah, the checks (laughs) in the mail, right? (laughs) Oh, let's let's travel just a tad north here uh, from our studios Mm -hmm. here in Liberty Village up to Aurora Mm -hmm. and say hi and welcome to Dorita. Hey, Dorita, welcome. Hi, good morning. Morning. Um, My question this morning... Uh, Charlie, mm-hmm. it's about air wigs. They make um, lace out of my hollyhocks, and yeah. they're gorgeous hollyhocks. What can I do? Okay, so... Um, my husband and I, we cut up some old holes and put them around the garden. Mm-hmm. And it does work, but it's rather tedious to go out there first thing in the morning mm-hmm. and, and dump empty them. all those tubes. Okay, but I have a quick question for you. Mm-hmm. When you say that the earwigs turn your hollyhocks into lace, mm-hmm. do you mean the leaves get all kinds of little holes? The leaves, yeah. That's not earwigs. What is it? It's uh, actually, it's a fungal disease. It's a fungus. It's a rust. It's actually called hollyhock rust. It starts as very microscopic little specks on the leaves that you would never notice. Uh, Over a period of particularly when it's gray and raining, those little specks become bigger and bigger and they literally become a rusty color. So you've got little specks of rusty spots. Then within 24 hours, all that little leaf that's turned rusty falls out. Mm -hmm. So you end up with what looks like shotgun holes in the leaves. And that is actually a rust disease. Mm -hmm. So it's not the earwig, so don't blame them. There's nothing you can do really to control that. You can try and prevent the disease by spraying uh, a fungicide, which would be a sulfur-based spray, mm-hmm. in the spring and early summer mm-hmm. when we're anticipating that the rust is going to show up. Because it always shows up yeah, early July, mid-July. So you'd be spraying consistently in June to okay. try and prevent it. Mm-hmm. Most of us, though, just kind of throw our hands up at the, that problem <laughs> and we make an effort to plant things in front of the hollyhocks so we don't see the leaves. Yeah. Because we want to see the flowers. They're going to be nice and tall. The leaves, when they start looking, you know, pretty rough, nice to have something in front of them so you don't have to see those leaves and just don't worry about it. So I can go up to the garden center and find something. Yeah, find something that, you know, is going to grow eight inches, six inches, eight inches tall and love the sun. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, By the way, we have been using pick-a-mix for about maybe two or three gardening seasons now. Uh And, and it's perfect. You've had some good success. There you go. We mm-hmm. should be getting some uh, checks from them in the mail. <laughs> well, what they do is they deliver and you save the bags. We use the great mm-hmm. big bags because yep. I do have a big garden. Yeah. And uh, we save the bags and they come back and they pick it up if you want them to. That's or a... if you're going back to them, you yeah. take the bag. Yeah. That's exactly what I did, too. I got them to swing by in the fall and pick up bags because my whole neighborhood's using it now. Mm. So they came by and they picked up all the bags in one day. Oh, great. (laughs) Which worked really well. So good. Mm. Well, thanks for that, Dorita. Okay, and thank you very much. Have a good weekend, all. Thank thank you very kindly. Yeah, good stuff. And uh, don't forget, folks, turn that clock Back, oh, don't remind back one me. hour before you go to bed at night. Yeah, I, I know. know. It's the you... worst of all the times to lose an hour. <laughs> you need all the sleep you can get, right? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, oh. I don't. I, this is my least Wait a minute. Let me get my violin out here. A 23-hour yeah. day. Jeez. I here have like 28 oh. hours worth of stuff to do. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, my violin is going here. Oh, here. Let me hand you a little Kleenex so you can dab those tears. <laughs> yeah, there we are. Good. Okay, we're going to be back in just a moment to talk to a first-time caller. All right, I get the bell ready. Back in a moment.
Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. All righty, you know, as the commercials were playing there, uh, Charlie and James and I were in... Deep discussion is whoop, it's time for our show again. Our show. But yes, I was just trying to sh- remember. Okay, yeah. do you remember there was a show called The Outer Limits? Yep. Ooh, Long time ago. Scary. Yeah, way yeah. before any of this other wacky zombie stuff yeah, yeah. started. And The Outer Limits always had like really like scary stuff. I was pretty young. Both you and James were just putting on some faces that were total <laughs> Outer Limits faces. Just so you know. Just, yeah, behind-the-scenes look. Yeah, yeah. get those we'll cameras try and do that out, everybody. Once You're every week, let you know what's that. going on behind the scenes <laughs> here. Hey, let me get that bell handy for Marty, who's calling in, first-time caller. Hey, Marty, welcome to the show. I should qualify that. Not only am I a first-time caller, I'm a bewildered, surprise first-time caller. A bewildered? Oh, oh wow. I'm bewildered all the time. For me, that's normal. The reason is, guys, i got a small condo here. with, a, Even though it's a corner unit, no balcony, the sunlight is spotted at best. I think my living room is kind of like a sundial with all the shadows. Mm-hmm. But, sorry, Frank, I heard on one of your competing stations, they were advertising something called hydrophonics, which I believe is like you can actually grow veggies and stuff in your kitchen and that really sort of sort of like how can that be done i've learned over the years whenever i mess with a woman i get screwed the last person i want to mess with is mother nature yeah i agree with you on that one does this stuff work okay so hydroponics is a kind of growing where there's no soil used at all the plants are growing strictly in water for example, when, when any of us go to our grocery stores right now and we're buying peppers or green peppers, red peppers, lettuce, and you see that it's grown in Canada, it's grown hydroponically in greenhouses here in Ontario, a lot of it. Uh, and it's just, um, it's a way, well, anyway, there's a certain reasons why hydroponics is more efficient than soil. And for the purposes of doing this yourself in your own home, it is possible, but light is going to be your limiting factor. Yeah, I was going to ask, how do you get the, uh, the what's it called, the, the, the equation, the photosynthesis, in the, like with yeah. a normal light bulb? You don't. You would need grow lights. You would need special well, lights. Like an aquarium. When I was a kid, I remember those blue, like those blue bulbs that you put in the aquarium for your Yeah. Fish. Well, now they've got a lot better lights. Um, I mean, nothing truly is exactly the same as Mother Nature when it comes to sunshine. Any oh. of the artificial lights are still artificial, and plants know it. But there are all different kinds of lights out with different kinds of wavelengths. And Will they're they actually... Grow, though? Like, is it healthy? Yeah. Like, are you going to get the same nutrition that you would if you grew it in your backyard? You're not going to get as much quantity-wise because outside the light levels are always going to be much higher than ever inside. Uh, and then as you, you maybe heard one of our earlier callers, she was talking about how her lilacs were suffering. And again, outside we have air movement. In our kitchens, we don't. And, and plants like, yeah. need air. They need some wind. They need sunshine, as you point out. They need... Um, Obviously, moisture, water, and they need nutrient. So what is it? Sort of like an aquarium that you just put on your kitchen counter? Well, whatever. I'm not sure what you heard about. Like, there probably is some growing system out there that's super handy. Now, I know I picked up, and I bet you it'll be at Canada Blooms, the idea of a sprouter where you can sprout seeds that you're going to eat. Well, that's that, what I was going to ask you. Is it just parsley and stuff, or can you actually grow, like, meaty stuff like tomatoes and no. peppers? No. And- well, unless you want to eat tomatoes, sprouts, but you wouldn't do that because oh, they wouldn't no taste really, good. Nothing really that you can sink your 
teeth into it. It's just most, mostly like spices and stuff. Though. Right. Well, ra- yeah, it'd be radishes, it's beans, it's all kinds of different sprouts okay. that people will eat. I don't think you'd like carrot sprouts so much. Yeah, they, they have to grow deep. You might as well grow parsley. But bottom line, you know what? You should come to Canada Blooms. Are you in downtown Toronto or somewhere close by? I'm, well, I'm in Toronto. Well, what exact, What is Canada Blooms? So Canada Blooms is a very large garden show that is all about education. It's about um, very talented speakers up on four different stages. There's four acres of gardens, actual feature gardens, that are being built right now where you can walk through. You can go Not up mountains, exactly hope, really. across streams. You can dabble in the in a lake. You can just sit down in the shade of a pergola. There's, oh, It's beautiful. It's just uh, mind-boggling. And after this winter, I think everybody's going to want to be at Canada Blooms. Whenever it finally... I think it's starting to end finally. It's starting to, to look a little less horrible out there but still you can't... know something once you're in the garden and the weather's hot these days you don't remember them they're not they're not like they're they're gone once they're gone they're gone everybody's squawking about the cold another couple <laughs> months we'll be squawking about the heat <laughs> true <laughs> absolutely true one final question do you need any like as far as like the stuff to make it grow you don't have to like you don't put fertilizer in these things is it just chemical fertilizer or well if you're growing hydroponically you absolutely do use synthetic fertilizer so because the, um, water has no nutritional value and it's all provided through synthetic fertilizers whereas if you're growing in soil you can as we were talking about use more organic materials which will slowly release nutrients as opposed to so synthetics this is sort of the like the synthetic form of gardening basically. kind of yeah but yeah. you know something the way they grow the stuff nowadays anyhow by the time it's transferred and sits there frozen in the truck and it travels <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of miles you're losing half the nutrition anyhow so. right well but that's one of the reasons why we're so supportive of our local uh, absolutely absolutely horticulture and agriculture and good because for the economy yeah, as well exactly so you know that's why the whole leamington thing where they're shutting down the the tomato yeah the uh heinz. heinz thing is such a, an upset is because so, you know, uh, well i don't even want when yeah well, i'm just not, i'm not going to even ask who made that decision because it's just going to piss my morning it's, away yeah it's economic it's always economic always and that's is. you know so we have to do our best to support our local whether it's local flower growers vegetable growers herb growers they're too and retiring so that's another industry that's becoming a yeah. sort of um, well, not adequate enough. I don't know. I studied agriculture at university, and there was lots of children of farmers there then, and there sure still are now. So I wouldn't give up on the farmers getting old because they have family taking over Good. the family farms as well. Good. Thanks for your call, okay, Marty. Talking to you guys. Okay. See you at Canada guys. Blooms. Thanks, you take care. Yeah, m- mention and, quickly where Canada Blooms sure. is for those well, who don't know. Number one, easy website, canadablooms.com. It is starting next Friday. And it runs for 10 days, opens every morning at 10 o'clock in the morning and runs till 9 o'clock at night, except on weekends, it's until 5, or on Sundays, it's till 5. It happens at the Direct Energy Centre, which is Exhibition Place, Mm -hmm. downtown Toronto, not far from where we are right now. Uh, And it is in, um, what's kind of interesting is that Canada Blooms is in what we call Hall A, so the most westerly hall of a huge building. And the entire rest of the building is the National Home Show. So it is a wonderful place. If you are thinking about home renovations, indoors, outdoors, you're looking for any new materials for your home, indoors, outdoors, designers, you want to sit down and be spoken to by some of the HGTV stars or all kinds of smart people, it's a really, really cool place to come to, and I highly recommend everybody puts it on their calendar. Well, Di and I are making plans to come on the first Sunday. Oh, are uh, you? Okay. Yes, I think, what, the 17th? So you and I are meeting Uh, in the wine lounge, I believe. 
16. We're not probably yeah. going to get out of the wine lounge, knowing you. <laughs> yeah. Here, I'll bring my own wine bag. Oh, no, all right. No, Santa Margarita Wines out of Italy is sponsoring a wine area, and uh, we will be meeting there, I'm sure, at some well, point. But I'll absolutely. drag you through some of my favorite gardens as well. Oh, good. It's, drag being children. Me. There's, there's some great, uh, you know, if you have some kids, grandkids, anybody who wants to get out and have some fun, all ages, get dirty. It's fun. It's really nicely designed for just that. Can I quote you? <laughs> All right. Come on, folks. Get Let's dirty. Get dirty. All righty. Uh, with that, Isn't that I'll... one of the mantras of, of this show? <laughs> get dirty, of course. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, I don't I know, folks. You. I don't know. I... <laughs> The people don't know what I go through. Um, meantime, <laughs> but you're such a sport. <laughs> thank you very much. We have to take a little bit of a break here and be right back to uh, have a word with Eva in Innisfil. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And in case you missed my greeting at the top of the show, happy International Women's Day. And Eva, good morning from Innisville. Hello, Eva. I would like to talk to you about those bugs, what we have on the plants. And I called in before, the little black stuff, and they're flying all over the place. Oh, and, and this is inside your house? Yeah, uh. and Charlie told me to get the sticky stick, yep. which when I did, and uh, also told me to check out the rest of the plants. I don't see any other plant on any other plants, only on these. I have two of those on the same and uh, unfortunately, I couldn't get rid of one of them. And it seems to me every week I have to green the little branches and the leaves because it's little yellow dots on it, you know. Mm. Mm. And it seems to me that they're multiplying. Okay. And do you have any idea what kind of plants these are? Yeah. The, I'm going to give you the name. Okay. Um, Anyway, so I thought, how can I clean it on one and the other one doesn't work? All right. Well, so number one, the little flies that are flying around that look a lot like a fruit fly are actually called fungus gnats. Mm -hmm. So they are little tiny gnats, G-N-A-T-S, that fly around and they eat fungus. Mm -hmm. One of the best things you can do to lower the population of fungus gnats in your soil is to stop watering. At all? Well, you got to water a bit to keep the plants alive. But bottom line is, pull way back on your watering. I guess depending on what the plants are. So that's where you need to, to help me with what the name of the plants are. Okay. Many plants can be allowed to dry out far more than we actually let them dry out. And by allowing the soil to dry out, you'll have a lot less fungus and you'll have a lot fewer gnats. Yeah. Okay. I brought it in from outside on the fall, and then I usually um, leave them inside on the winter time. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking maybe the soil I brought it in with. Uh, probably, maybe. It's hard to say where they came from. Could have, but typically they're not the kind of insect that survives outside in the winter. So mm-hmm. they probably came in, you know, they can come in with in a poinsettia at, at Christmas or, uh, you know, a gift plant or whatever. They're, they're not that unusual. You do see them. But like I say, you can really, really lower the population using the sticky sticks and yeah. by cutting way back on your watering. As I say, on one plant it worked and the other one it doesn't work. Like, I mean, it's not as many as it was before, mm-hmm. but as soon as the, the, the temperature changing a little bit warmer, mm-hmm. it seems to me they're coming out of nowhere. <sighs> and as I say, in the branches and the leaves, 
that little yellow, orangey little spots, spots on it, yeah. and every week I clean it up. Okay. Yeah, well, and it's something that's just on the surface. Like, you yes. can wash that off. Mm. Mm. Okay, hard to say what that is, if it's just yeah. coming off so like I washing. was so disappointed, but I was wondering um, if I'm going to replant it outside, I take it out in the spring yep. again, yep. if that's going to survive or it's going to be... Oh, it'll probably be a lot happier outside. And just for now, I would isolate the plant that has the insects from yes, any of your I other did. plants mm-hmm. uh, and keep it separate, keep mm-hmm. it, you know... Immunize it, so to speak. And just clean it every week <clears throat> of those leaves. You know, and but you know what's the other thing you could do if you're really desperate is you make yourself a soap and water mix. Yeah. So one part soap, not detergent, but soap, yeah. to forty parts water. Mm-hmm. And when it's time to water the plant, it's got to be time to water. You water with the soapy, the soap and water mixture. Oh. And that will also, by getting that soap into the soil, that will also potentially, the soap will coat the bodies of the little insects that are down in the soil, and they will suffocate because the soap doesn't allow them to breathe. It seems to me that they're spreading from those little orangey stuff, but it's multiplying on the branches. Okay, well, that would not be fungus gnats. Are they black? What color are these little flying insects? Are they white by any chance? when they're flying all over, it's black, but okay. when it's on the leaves and the branches, it's yellowish, orangish, and it's like little, tiny little balls. Yeah. Okay, well, no, it's a good idea to keep cleaning those because those sound like eggs of something. Yeah. It sounds almost like eggs of white fly, but nevertheless, keep cleaning that. It's a great idea. And then it's going to go away because I was planning to use my soil, the leftover soil that I have in the garage, I was planning to uh, top up my little um, hyacinth I bought it, and then it doesn't seem to be have enough, uh, uh, what you may call soil. And I was thinking of topping up, but I was afraid to use it because I thought maybe the fungus is from there. Maybe. So good idea. If you suspect that the soil you have has bugs in it, throw out the soil or you know what even just leave the soil now it's getting too warm but when it was 20 below you could have just left your soil outside for a week any bugs in there are going to die for now you can bake your soil in the oven kill any bugs in it and then once it's cool use it or don't even bother toss it into you know into your organic waste and get some fresh soil that's Good an option stuff. Good advice All for right. Eva out there Thank in Isabel. Thank you very much. You know, it's awfully nice to get the support of the listeners, but even more so when your relatives call in. Like, in this case, let's say hi to Jane, who I understand is Charlie's cousin. Hello? Morning. No, no, I'm not Charlie's cousin. I'm Ushi's cousin. Listen, oh, Ushi's oh. cousin. She, there you go. What saw a few years ago at the garden show was um, to, to those greenhouse kits. Huh? You know where you have a greenhouse? Yes. And that's why she was thinking of maybe getting rid of some of the lilac bushes to to place a greenhouse because she loves gardens. Uh, oh, so I much. understand. I mean, you're better off yeah. doing a greenhouse and then you can have your flowers growing all year round practically, right? You can. And uh, you're absolutely right. A very nice thing to be able to invest in, but would have to be properly installed in order to be able to be used year round, right? You need a proper foundation. You need heat. You need electricity. You need preferably running water out there. Uh, And yes, you can have a very cool setup 
uh, right on your own property of a greenhouse. Uh, and in Ushi's case, it sounds like it's a fairly shady location with the big spruces. So, you know, what she could grow in there would be, you know, limited by the amount of light. But great idea. And thanks for, conf- you know, clarifying that for us. And thank you all for listening. My gosh. Yes, we've got to go. Quick, where did it go? Joe, I don't know. The it's hour zip is gone. by. I'm, you know where I'm going. Where are you going? Uh, well, I'm heading home to have a little bit of breakfast and oh, oh, nice. uh, come back at, at 2.30. I'll be on the air with a brand new show that's kind of exciting. And, uh, Tell us. What's it about? Grant International. They, uh, they help people with a handicap handicaps to get money from the government in, oh. in form of grants so so it's yeah. learning the ropes oh and grant Absol- money that yes kind of yes oh yes, they're yes. tough yeah that's a huge yeah. education so you're going to learn a lot of that too hey, you betcha all right well good luck with that thank you james patrick thank you, james. julie thanks to our great callers and i'm off to canada blooms i will be back here next saturday to give you the updates because we'll be open next friday see you then this has been an exclusive podcast of the garden show with charlie dobbin Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.